Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. I'm Jesse Thorne. It's Bullseye. It goes by many names. The biz, the industry, Hollyweird. If you're lucky enough to work in pop culture, odds are you've seen a thing or two. So on Bullseye, we decided to carve out space for guests to share their wildest, craziest stories from their work lives. We call it the craziest day of my entire career. On deck this week is David Harbour. He's an actor. He starred as the title character in the most recent Hellboy film, He's had parts in movies like Black Mass, Suicide Squad, Brokeback Mountain, and many, many others. But odds are, if you know David Harbour, you know him best from his role on Stranger Things. That is, and I'm taking a look here at Show Business Magazine, the biggest thing on television right now. It's set in the 1980s in the fictional town of Hawkins, Indiana. Harbour plays Jim Hopper, the town's police chief. Not everything is as it seems in Hawkins. Hopper gets thrown into the middle of it when young Will Byers goes missing. Hopper offers to join the kid's mom, Joyce, in the search. Joyce, of course, played by Winona Ryder. The search for Will takes some extraordinary twists and turns. There are monsters, secret government experiments, parallel universes, and many other strange, scary things. So, It probably shouldn't come as a surprise that when we asked David Harbour about the craziest day of his career, he took us back to the first season of Stranger Things and an intense, surreal onset experience. I'll let David take it from here. Hi, this is David Harbour, and this is the craziest day of my entire career. Uh, It was November of 2015. I was in a small suburb of Atlanta shooting one of the last scenes of the first season of Stranger Things for Netflix. So there's a lot of, like these old town centers in America, there's a lot of... um, sort of abandoned buildings, storefronts. And we've kind of taken over this town. And they've laid out these horrible-looking plastic purple vines all over these cars from the 80s, all over the library building in front of us. So while I say it's the craziest day of my career, it's probably the craziest like let's say 36 hours is the day will end in half an hour but i will continue shooting i'm probably the most miserable and alone i've ever felt in my whole life i've cut myself off from everyone and i've just like poured my heart and soul into this broken man, Jim Hopper, in his search for this lost little boy. You made a mistake coming back here. No, I didn't. Here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna let me and Joyce Byers go. You're gonna give us anything we need. 
and we're gonna find her son. And then we're gonna forget that any of this ever happened. It's like 11.30 at night when I go into makeup, but I don't need much because I'm meant to look like and I really do look like because I was um, already pretty tired, pretty harried, messed up, and so they just just took a couple minutes to mess me up even further. And I get into costume, and I'm wearing this yellow space hazmat type suit. It has like a plastic visor on it. And the minute we put it on, we realize that anytime we speak or even breathe in these things, the glass on the front immediately fogs up. And it doesn't really work the way it's intended. So the note from production is, if you guys could try not to breathe that much, would help us a lot. Who's this? Protection. The atmosphere is toxic. All right, my son's in there. Yeah. So me and Winona Ryder suit up in these things. And anytime we got to take a bathroom break, it takes about 45 minutes to get out of these things. So once you're in, you're in. And we start filming the last sequence of the show. We're trudging up through these vines. I have a submachine gun. She has a flashlight. We have to walk slow as if we're walking in some upside-down world, which we don't really understand yet. It's not really clear what it is in the script. And the core of the day is, to me, the emotional core of the entire season, at least for my character and for Winona's character, is when Hopper and Joyce find Will in the upside-down. They remove this tube from his throat, and they resuscitate him, bring him back to life. It's a big emotional moment. So it's about five in the morning. We're just exhausted. And at this point, like, Winona and I have let go of the idea that we're going to get anything good this evening. It's just going to be a bunch of weird sequences of us trudging through these weird, horrible purple vines. And we're just laughing and messing around. And then we finally get to the point in the day before the sun comes up where we have about, you know, 45 minutes to shoot this big sequence. And we finally get Will. We pry him off the wall. We shoot me pulling this CGI uh, snake out of his mouth, which is just a little uh, paper towel roll sort of covered in gook that as I pull from his mouth I'm supposed to pretend that it's coming from all the way down in his throat and it extends way in and then I pull it out another joy of working with CGI things that aren't practical or real and we finally get him on his back and we have to do um, CPR to resuscitate him So we start that sequence and they want to shoot it on me and so they put in a dummy for this little 10 year old kid so that I can really do CPR on this 
dummy while, you know, I mean, Hopper's desperate for this kid to, to live. And so he's, you know, really pounding on this kid. And then at the end of the sequence, he actually doesn't even, you know, he does sort of a bit of that theatrical CPR, which is, you know, just like, come on, kid. Come on, kid. And I thought we were getting some good footage. We worked up really into it. And then um, do this for about 20 minutes. And then I guess Duffers come up to me because they realize that the shot's really unusable without moving back and forth from the kid to me to doing it. So a lot of the stuff we've shot that I thought we got, we're not going to be able to use. So we got to go back and we got to do it with this little 10-year-old kid. And they lay him into the ground and you know i start trying to do this scene and i and i'm trying to fake it as best i can but i want the scene to be alive and to be rich and to be vibrant and so i'm trying to like do this thing and i realize you know as i'm doing this that i'm pressing on this kid's chest a little bit and he's a trooper he's like it's fine everything's fine and i'm like terrified so you know everybody's on edge and we don't feel like we've gotten it and uh, we finally do a take with him, Winona, me in place with the camera drifting between us. And we finally get it, and he coughs uh, back into life. It is this truly euphoric moment for all of us, having shot this show for like six months down in Atlanta, all of us away from our families, not knowing what the hell we were making, feeling really isolated and confused and alone, and then um, having to, you know, resuscitate this poor little boy in the process, like not be able to give it my full weight that I had with a dummy, but to be able to have to do this with this kid was just, it's hard to describe, but it was a kind of terrifying experience to um, pour as much of my energy as I could, but be as safe as I could to try to get this moment. And with, you know, days as they go, how it just really came up to the wire and everybody was tense and we knew we wouldn't get another shot at it. We knew we wouldn't get another day to shoot it. And it felt like I had so much riding on this particular show in general with my life having been what it was up until that point, a somewhat dissatisfied actor in film and television, uh, wanting to be able to tell so much bigger stories. And to have, I felt like my performance have to cram into 10 minutes at the end of a long, isolating, desperate shoot when I think of the word crazy, like a maddening day, it felt maddening to have to wander around and shoot shots of us shining flashlights through spores and then have, you know, just like 20 minutes to do the pivotal emotional work that you feel like could be the culmination of something beautiful. Now, I mean, lucky for me, like the day ended and the show became 
an amazing success, but it truly felt at the time like the craziest day of my career. David Harbour on the craziest day of his entire career. Stranger Things is in its fourth season, now on Netflix. If you're one of the 20 people who haven't seen Stranger Things yet, this is your shot. That's the end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye created from the homes of me and the staff of Maximum Fun in and around greater Los Angeles, California. I actually got out of the house this week. I went to Porter Ranch, deep in the valley, to go to the 80th birthday party of friend of Bullseye and soul legend Swamp Dog. It was great. I got to hang out with Swamp. Uh, They're making a documentary film about him, and they repainted his pool with a giant painting of him riding a rat. Uh, I hung out with Vernon Reed, the great guitarist. I met Ira from Yola Tango, who had been on this show 20 years ago, maybe, and I had never met him in real life. It was a great time. It was great. Uh, Swamp has a new record coming out soon. It's a bluegrass album, and I could hardly imagine a better 80-year-old psychedelic soul singer to make a bluegrass record than Swamp Dog. So keep your eyes peeled, or your ears, I guess. Our show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our senior producer is Kevin Ferguson. Our producers are Jesus Ambrosio and Richard Roby. Our production fellow at Maximum Fund is Tabitha Myers. We get booking help from Mara Davis. Our interstitial music is by Dan Wally, also known as DJW. Our theme music is by The Go Team. It's called Huddle Formation. Thanks to the Go team for letting us use it. Thanks to their label, Memphis Industries. Thanks also to Jack Allen in London for recording David Harbour this week. Bullseye is also on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us in those places. Follow us. We share our interviews there. And I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. NPR.